Hello everyone, I'm Giuseppe Nell from DualShockers.com and I'm your host for this fifth episode of our webcast. As usual, with me is, your char- is my charming co-host, Emily Hobbs. Hey everyone, pardon me if I sound a little frog in the throaty. Um, it's allergy season over here in the States, so there's that, but hi! <laughs> <laughs> you sound great. I do? Okay, that's good, because I don't... My throat is killing me. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Well, let's try to to go a little shorter than an hour, and then so you, you're left with a little bit of voice for tomorrow morning. That's fine. I suffer for my art. Oh, uh, that's great. <laughs> so, uh, now we're fast our the fourth episode of Death, so you should be pretty used to what this is all about. For those that were just joining us, this is DualShockers podcast, which we talk about every week about all things Japanese with a focus on games, obviously, we are a gaming site, but we have a touch of anime, manga, local geek culture, and a little more, uh, depending on the episode and on what, what your, our main team is. Speaking of main team, today we're talking about one of the most relevant and typically Japanese video game genres, which is visual novels. But we're gonna go there in a little while. First of all, we're talking about uh, which games we're playing. So, Emily, want to open a dance? I suppose I can do that. Uh, <laughs> um, I haven't been playing too much recently because swamped with finals week. It's finals week over at my college, but I have been playing a lot of mobile games. Um, we were talking earlier about mobile Atome games, so we'll talk a little bit about that later on. But uh, I did get into a Korean sort of battle royale uh, survival phone game called Black Survival, and that's actually been pretty fun just to like that hop on. And <laughs> it's actually it's like it's pretty fun to just hop on and like play around and be like, all right, I'm done. Okay, bye, and then hop on again later. Um, it's not anything amazing. The localization is awful, but some of the artwork is good. <laughs> the localization is terrible. Um, we were just talking about localization last week, but uh, but it's just fun to hop on and play. Um, and then I'm playing two games right now, but I can't really talk about them, and I'm going to be able to review my first game coming up soon, so that's exciting. Oh, that's great. So basically, uh, personally, I've been playing... Mostly one thing, <laughs> which is Throne of Britannia, like Total War Saga, Throne of Britannia, which is not Japanese at all, but uh, that's mostly. What is that Paradox? Playing. No, it's not Paradox. It's the other one. Okay. Because <laughs> I play a lot of Crusader that's Creative Kings. Assembly. Paradox does the Rapper Universalis and Crusader Kings and whatnot. It is yeah. basically the other, the other side the other one. of strategy <laughs> games. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, uh, I'm, I've been having. Fun of it, like it's. We're, we're I'm actually late with the review, so I'm past the embargo, so I can t- kind of talk about it. But I don't want to spoil the review. It's not Japanese anyway, so yeah. It's not <laughs> Japanese. Yeah, all right. Let's just say that it's fun. I mean, I mean, Britain hung easy. out in Japan for a little bit. Sorry. I mean, Britain hung out in Japan for a little bit. Yeah, and it went great. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, let's just say that it's fun, right? It's way too easy. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Like, like way wow. too easy. Um, but yeah. Well, I'll, if you if you're interested, even if it's not Japanese, you can read my review very soon. Um, and about Japanese stuff, I've been playing the, the usual Mav Love mobile game that I play all the time, and I write about it, and no one cares. <laughs> it's <laughs> That's only really Japanese. Sad. <laughs> but, uh, well, not. I mean, mobile games are. 
already niche by themselves. And, mm-hmm. you know, uh, this one is only in Japan. Not in Japan, so, though. Well, yeah, I mean, in the West. And, our, yeah. you know, our readers are not Japanese, mostly of them. We this have some true. Japanese readers, but uh, not yeah. that many. And uh, but since it's it's only in Japanese, like it's and it's difficult to get into. But I actually am going to write a guide about it soon, so people who want to you know try these uh, gacha waifu mecha uh, <laughs> uh, oh mix will be able to uh, because it's it's a fun game. It's it's not bad, uh, and and the art is is awesome. Like so, and that's normally why do you play gacha games? For the art yeah. of the characters that you can draw. Like, there is re- literally no other reason to play gacha games. Yeah. And this one has really, really good art. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, that was the reason why I was I, I started playing in a while ago the Fire Emblem one, Fire Emblem Heroes. Because oh, the art yeah. of the characters was awesome. But then it bored me so much that I stopped. Uh, it's yeah. all about that external motivation, not the internal yeah. motivation. <laughs> like waifus and waifus. But that one is like the, the percentage of waifus is too low for me. It's too much waifu to husbando ratio for yeah, Giuseppe. Yeah, too much of husbando to, to waifu ratio. <laughs> okay. I mean, there are too many husbandos and too many, too, too few waifus for me. And why my love is almost 99% waifus. <laughs> And is that the ideal ratio for Giuseppe? If there are a lot of robots like Mecha that are very very well designed, yes. Like <laughs> okay. I, I prefer Mecha to Husbandos. <laughs> okay. Husbando Mechas. My personal, my personal taste. Um, other than that, I've been playing some Final Fantasy XIV as usual because I never stop Final Fantasy XIV. I've been playing some multiplayer for Final Fantasy XV, which is getting really good. Like oh, really? really, really good. Nice. And uh, I've been playing a bit more of the of the Japanese version of Final Fantasy. Oh, sorry, the Dragon Quest XI, which is like fantastic. I don't know why I'm playing it with the with the English version coming up, but you know, I just want to. <laughs> yeah, if you just want to, then. I mean, I can't wait. I still don't have uh, the release line. There is the <laughs> so far. <laughs> uh, I kind of, yeah. I kind of sometimes just. Get in the mood and like I want to go on with like Dragon Quest Eleven. Kind of breaks my heart that it's not save game compatible, so I won't be able to just continue in English version. But yeah, it never is, so it's fine. And speaking of mobile games, some Grand Blue Fantasy as well. Speaking of mobile games with great art. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's pretty much it. What about anime? Have you seen anything new? Uh, nothing too new. There are two things that I would like to note. Um, I'm still trucking away at Tokyo Ghoulry, and we've gotten to one of the big fight scenes with a lot of impressive fight choreography, so that's really nice to see. The animation is really solid. The fight choreography is really fun, because all of these characters have special, uh, they call them kagunes, and they're essentially, like, tails that come out of their back but they're all different shapes like one guy has one that looks like a centipede and then the other one has like a giant yeah uh basically and also there was the cross-dressing part where they cross-dress to infiltrate an auction and one of the characters juzo suzuya uh he cross-dresses and he is adorable as a lady and that's a weird thing to say but he is just so cute (laughs) and then i also went back 
and rewatched three episodes from Bungo Stray Dogs, which is it literally means literary stray dogs, uh, because all the characters are named after um, Japanese uh, authors and some American authors too. Um, I watched that series probably a year ago. Um, it's got two seasons and then it's got a movie and I rewatched three episodes of the first season and that's like its own little mini arc. It's like a flashback arc at the very beginning of the second season. It's called Dark Days. And overall, like Bungo Stray Dogs is fun for the characters. It's one of those things kind of like Final Fantasy 15 where like overall it's got good fight stuff and it's okay but it's not necessarily the best thing you're going to watch. But what you're really watching it for is the characters. They're really eccentric. They've all got these special powers. And they're all named after uh, Japanese authors. And their powers are all related to books that these authors made. That's so, of fun. course, I don't know any of the references. But I can look up the references and it's kind of neat. Gotcha. Um, but the Dark Days uh, saga, it's a flashback to one of the more mysterious characters in the whole anime. And he's one of the protagonists. But uh, just the tonal shift and the shift in writing quality for those... It's like three episodes, I think. It's either three or four at the very beginning of season two. And just the story that is told and the tone and the pacing and the quality of it all is just so amazing compared to everything else. That I just get blown away by it. I, I went back and rewatched it cause, just because I wanted to. Because it was so... It's so impressive. I, I don't know why the whole entire anime couldn't be like that. But at the same time... Um, it's nice to have those three or four episodes. I mean, the whole show is good. But the those that section is like above and beyond in terms of quality. Yeah, it's, uh, it's like, like spikes in quality in anime are a new thing, right? And you're so surprised. <laughs> yeah <laughs> but uh but it was like a, a flashback saga and i was like oh this will be cool it tells about a character that i really like mm-hmm. um and it ends up being way more than just about that character it's so interesting it kind of sets the field for the co- major conflict of the whole show um so i would recommend checking it out if you're interested it's a it's a shonen fun little show with some really crazy kooky characters um kooky. and some good fight for it Crazy kooky characters. What is a um, kooky character? Uh, K-O-O-K-Y. It's like crazy. It's like a synonym for crazy. I just said crazy uh, twice. I'm crazy. Okay. Uh, um... But that's it for anime for me. So okay. <laughs> handing it over to you. So I've been, I, now I concluded that the best anime series for me for this season are definitely uh, Legend of the Galactic Heroes and uh, New Full Metal Panic, at least for like, more serious-ish. Okay, Full Metal Panic is not totally serious, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I was about right? to say. <laughs> yeah, but it's still, it's the story is pretty tragic. Yes. <laughs> the story is pretty strong. Yes. Like, the, I don't know if you've seen the last, latest episode, but the story is really, is really heavy in this one. It looks like it's going to be really, like, dark. I'm not sure if it's going to be always like that. Of course, there's going to be, like, cuter and, like, uh, moments of comedy, but I for so far for now it's really heavy and, and dark. We'll see how it goes, but situation is getting green. Uh, and those are my favorite. Also, Megalobox is like really, really great. As a homage uh, to 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 uh, to no Joe is awesome. I, I really like it. Uh, but like the little highlight for like lighter anime is really becoming the 
when I was talking about the last time, which is otaku ni wa nikoi wa muzukashi, which is like the love is love is hard for an otaku, which is really, really, really like cute and heartwarming. It's like all the otaku references and like it, it's 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 really fun. It's just a love story among otaku with like it's but funny, cute, heartwarming, and interesting. So. Uh, if you don't want, if you want an anime that's lighthearted but still interesting, I think that that one is really good. Uh, it's it's a shoujo, so it's kind of girly, but I still like it. And that's it for me, for anime. Okay. okay. Shall we move on to our main theme? Definitely. So we can talk about visual novels. Visual novels for people who who don't know visual novel, like the two of you that don't know. The two are, of you. <laughs> I mean, gen- generally, that's mostly narrative. That's what they call visual novel. So much that normally they have, like the basic visual novel, you just have the storyline and you pick choices. It's kind of like you choose your own know, adventure kind of games. And then the, the storyline branches depending on, on what choices to pick. But there are gameplay variations, like there are some visual novels with RPG elements, some visual novel with like investigation elements, there are some visual novels with puzzles. So there visual novels have been contaminated with many genres in the past. Contaminated uh, in a good way usually. Well yeah, in a good way of course. Uh or in a bad way sometimes. It, it can be a bad way, yeah. But, but yes, no, so sometimes the, the Contaminated is a strong I mean, visual words. novels don't don't normally shine for gameplay. So sometimes mm-hmm. the gameplay elements are not the best part and you just want to like progress with the game and the story and you're like why can't I solve this damn puzzle? And you're <laughs> like ah but that's rare I guess. But there are many kind of subgenres of visual novels I guess. So basically uh that's it. Uh, there are some. And it's podcast over. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, that's it about the definition of visual novels. Mm-hmm, uh, yeah. But yeah, they're they've been pretty popular lately, even in the West. So much that there have been many Western studios that have been like independent studios that have been like doing their own visual novels inspired by Japanese ones. Well, I guess a lot of the reason for that is that they're easy to make. <laughs> They are, yeah. Unless you use some really complicated like uh, engines, like Age, which means that visual novel take like years and years to make. But still, yeah. Uh, sorry, Age. Uh, th- that's that's a weird way. Uh, Age. That's the name of the series. That they want to make like Mavlov, and I never remember how to to correctly pronounce their name. But anyway, and people and people like hate me for that. Uh, anyway, uh, let's start by talking about some of the interesting examples that are out there. So, what's your favorite visual novel of all time? Uh, favorite visual novel of all time would probably be a series. It's the Zero Escape series is probably my favorite. Like you, you started <laughs> like, oh, no one knows about this one. No, 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 I didn't. I was just saying, I'm gonna keep you guessing. But uh, visual, uh, the Zero Escape series is. Three games. It's nine, 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 which is like nine hours, nine persons, nine lives, or nine doors. I forget. I forget. Yeah, I forget the subtitle. Uh, it is zero escape, virtue's last reward, and it's zero time dilemma is the third one. Mm-hmm. Uh, personally, the second one is my favorite. Actually, mm-hmm. um, a lot of people prefer the first one because it's two D art, but the second one is they move on to like three D renders, mm-hmm. and it's not great looking. And I agree with that one hundred percent. It would have been way better if they had just stuck with 
the 2D character art rather than the 3D because the 2D uh, portraits that I see are really cool, but mm-hmm. then the 3D is not so great. Mm-hmm. Um, but essentially, the series is a very convoluted uh, <laughs> branching uh, pathway story with some supernatural elements, but it's mostly it's it's using science to explain the supernatural and and all of the situations. It's usually nine people end up trapped in a room of some mm-hmm. sort, and they have to figure out either why they're there or they know why they're there and they have to get out or something like that. And it's it's basically them uncovering the secret of why they're there. And all of the games have kind of a overarching plot where features from the first game come into the second game. And then the third game is a prequel to the second game. And it's the whole thing. But I, I really, really adore the series. And I would highly recommend checking them out. They're available on PC and then I think Nintendo DS and 3DS as well. Um, because PS4, three, nine, nine. There are quite a few of the different platforms. There are also PS4 and I think PS Vita as well. At least the, oh, really? the later yeah. ones, like the mm-hmm. second and third. I'm not sure the first actually. The first is on PC, I know for sure. And I think I the don't... first is 3DS and PC, but I, I'm not sure. I should have I should have checked before. And yeah, because I knew you would have talked about this one, even if I yeah. knew the taste. Like anyone liked that one. Yeah, uh, it's a great series, um, and it's, like we said, it's a visual novel, uh, but it blends with sort of the puzzle genre, so there is a lot of gameplay to it, um, and the puzzles are fun. I enjoy the puzzles. <laughs> Finally, I'm probably one of the few that doesn't think it's the best, at least for my taste, but mostly because I'm not very much into super dark things, so that's pretty much why I'm cut out of this kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm not a horror kind of guy. I, 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 I love know, horror. Weird. No, you have your tastes. That's fine. I'll be the horror part of this podcast, and you be the yeah, adorable cutesy part. Yes, thank what, you. What? 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 You say that I, I, I am? <laughs> what? You're you're the one always bringing up all these cute little waifus, and I'm the ones bringing up uh, terrible monsters and horrible existential crises in games. Well, that's fine. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we each have our roles to play. Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, before I, we go into my favorite series of visual novel, uh, I want to ask you something controversial. Okay. Ooh. Ooh. There is two schools of thought on, on visual novel. Which is one that when you when you actually when you like consume a visual novel, consume. some people say it's playing the visual novel, and some other people saying it's reading it. So, what do you say? You play visual novel or you read visual novel? Hmm. That's an interesting question. Um, I I tend to think of it more as playing because a lot of visual novels nowadays do incorporate other like interactive elements, like mm-hmm. uh, ad- I would say RPG, adventure game, and then puzzle game would probably be the most common genres to see mixed in with mm-hmm. a visual novel. Um, so I would say play, but I could see where people could. When we're talking about like pure, un- unsaturated uh, visual novels, um, I could see people saying reading. Um, part of me is like, you know, the experience is making the choices yourself and not either watching someone else make it or it's like the difference between like an audio book and reading a book isn't that big, but the difference between watching someone play a game and playing the game yourself mm-hmm. is a lot greater, I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with visual novels, I think making those choices yourself 
it's pretty it, it makes a big difference in your enjoyment of the game i feel like in most cases not not always but in most cases um so i'd probably go play but i could see where people would go read yeah personally i i kind of roll my eyes every time i, I hear someone say read because it's a game for it is. It, it's just a game. You yeah. Know, but, uh, for for me, it is at least. For me, visual novels are full fledged, like one hundred percent games. Even like, if you think uh, the old like point and click adventures, like uh, Monkey Island or Leisure Suit Larry, or I don't know, Leisure Suit Larry. You're too young to know your Leisure Suit Larry. No, I'm not. <laughs> oh wow! Then now we are discovering your dark secrets. They're not that dark. <laughs> <laughs> well, usually the light is pretty bright. Actually. There are skeletons further in the closet, my friends. <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll, we'll explore them. But maybe not today. Uh, <laughs> so, but, but yeah, if you think about those games, those games were very linear as well. You're just having to find things to click on, but there, was, there wasn't much branching. You didn't have many choices to make. It was just a matter of literally finding the stuff to click on every time, right? So if those are full fledged game, visual novels are as well, and they are actually have a, a third, like you have a, a higher influence on the story that you did in uh, in um, in old point and click adventure. If you think about it, so yeah, for me they are even if you're just choosing your uh, selecting your choices, that that's full fledged game for me. But personally, I also used to uh, to to talk about playing with like choose your own adventures book. Which is yeah. reading in a I way, mean, but for me, there there were games. Choose your own adventures. Go, books are the thing that uh, like uh, introduced me to pen and paper role playing games. Like I remember playing when I was a, like a really little kid. A kid, I I remember playing uh, an old series by Joe Dever uh, was a co- uh, named Lone Wolf. I don't know if you ever heard about it. I I know it's been published in the U.S. as well. Uh, you're probably way too young for this one. <laughs> yeah, that's out of my my range, but I yeah. believe you. I uh, believe that it exists. <laughs> yeah, it, it was like an old fantasy, very dark fantasy. Like it was probably my my first initiation to dark fantasy. Actually, uh, it was very good. Actually, and I'm, I, I kind of miss it. They made a video game that was really bad. Really bad. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, oh, the good old days. Yeah, definitely. But but for me, it's playing a visual novel. That there is no exception. Like if you if you tell me I'm reading this this game, for me, it's like you what? <laughs> yeah, I think if you're getting some sort of like interactive or influential, uh, what's what's the word I want to use? Uh, like takeaway from it, then like you were talking about playing. Well, with like, visual just say with if you're getting some interactive, influential takeaway from it. I said interactive, or what was the other word I said? <laughs> yeah, you said influential. I'm, I'm brainstorming. <laughs> it, that's not what it said. I did yeah, not that's what say you said. That. <laughs> that's not what oh, you meant, no. maybe. It's not. Um, but if you're getting some sort of like interactive takeaway from the game, or from like a choose-your-own-adventure novel yeah. when you're a kid, then I feel like if you're playing it. I mean, yeah, well, if just you... remember that I'm a, I'm the Italian here, so I'm the one that's supposed to make up words in English. I agree. <laughs> so please don't steal my job. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about my favorite series of visual novels. Which is uh, da da da. What could it be? <laughs> Like, I give you three guesses. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, 
What could it be? Come on, tell me, you guess. Hmm, let me just take a look on the Dualshocker's website and see what articles that you have published recently. Oh, is it Muv Love? Oh, wow, I can't believe you got it on the first try. <laughs> I know, I'm a mind reader. People people get scared when they see how good I am at yeah, I know, I know. mind hey, reading. Yeah, and, like, Muv Love is a very, very dark well it starts super bright like mavlav is I, I will try to avoid any spoilers so don't worry about those because this is literally a series that you don't want spoiled but mavlav is a series that starts for those that have not not read my article or don't know about it it starts with a very classic very traditional um school romance harem visual novel like you totally you literally get into the first game because it's basically the first trilogy the first game is sold with the first two games inside which is just Mavlov but it's inside they have on Steam and inside they have Mavlov Extra and Mavlov Alternate sorry uh, Mavlov Unlimited and then the third game is Mavlov, Mavlov um, Alternative because basically at the beginning they were supposed to release all three together that they didn't manage to so they just released the first two together and then the, the third trilogy separately after a while because a Aji, uh, the the developer is a very slow developer they always delay the releases so but still uh basically the first game the first game of the trilogy which is a game in itself uh it's completely and absolutely normal like you have you would if you play just that you would probably just have very little specific to say about it besides the fact that the characters are very well characterized and it's very comedic right so it's fun to play but it doesn't have much to distinguish it from the rest so you would never i don't think that there would be many i would say that that game by itself would be their favorite visual novels then you get into the second game and uh, the protagonist wakes up in the morning and finds himself in a parallel universe in which a alien race that eats humans is brought humans to the verge of extinction and and the human race is, try, is trying to fight back like uh, with mecha because the, for some reason these these aliens have uh, some part of their their race as these can shoot lasers that destroy any kind of planes in the air. So the only way to fight them is with ro giant robots. <laughs> so, and, and it's, it turns into a really dark, really tragic, like, uh, science fiction story. And that, and that's where it continues. And, uh, it, it's really, really, really a sometimes difficult story to, to play because it's so tragic that it's, deceiving how like happy and merry the first game was and it gets into the second and third and it gets really hard to read so it's interesting like uh, uh and and it's and the quality of the the science fiction part is really is really high the the story is strong the mecha design is a fantastic it's almost like you say my god this this belongs in a you know mecha simulator action game more than in a uh, in a visual novel, uh, the character is great. Basically, everything about it is is awesome. Uh, <laughs> like many, like many, like popular visual novels, it started like the first edition was a PC only uh, erotic uh, game, like an erotic visual novel, erotic. 
but then they released on console and also the Steam version we have now, uh, they removed the, uh, the sex scenes because they, in, on consoles you can put them. Um, and the funny thing is that, uh, like, why personally I'm always against censorship and, and all that. Of course, this is a little different because they had it in order to publish it. They had to because Sony will not, uh, and Microsoft, because this was released on Xbox 360 as well, uh, will not certify a game that has adult uh, content. Mm-hmm. So the thing is that without them, it doesn't lose anything. Like, really, the story is so great that it holds on its own without needing anything of that. And that's something that that's very common on visual novels. Like, in visual novels, many visual novels started, like, as erotic games, on PC, and then they were, they were converted on consoles. They were, the, the erotic parts removed, and they were absolutely great stories without the need of that content. But Mavlov is, uh, unfortunately, only three games, the first three games are, have been localized so far. Uh, they are working on Photon Flower and Photon Melodies. They are like, uh, a two, um, Bundles of, of other of uh, mini games and mini inside stories, plus a story that is <clears throat> really important. I'm gonna, I'm not gonna spoil it because uh, basically, it after all the tragic in alternative, which is the third game, it actually gives your heart a little bit of respite, which is much needed. <laughs> It's kind of That's sad. An interesting that, way of putting it. Yeah, it's like as I, as I said in my review, actually, like. Mavlov is a story that it kind of tricks you into the comfort of having like this happy story and 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 then it gets into the second game and it's and the third game and it kind of tricks you into believing that the main character is a hero that it tricks you on holding hope and then he it takes your heart and start start punching on it repeatedly like really hard. <laughs> so it's oh. it's it's like really an emotional story and it's really hard not to be affected by it. It's really ruthless in how it like treats the 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 player, the player's feelings and but but it's like in a good way of course. And yeah, it's it's basically one of the best science fiction stories I ever I, I, I ever consumed, honestly. I personally love it. And the and there are more games uh, that are being Released only in Japan so far. There is Schwarzes Marken, which is like the the prequel set in East Germany during the eighties, which is like super dark, even darker than before. Because of course, <laughs> East Germany, uh, like uh, the the protagonists not only have to fight the Beta, this alien race, but they have to fight back against the Stasi, which is the secret the secret police in in East Germany. So it's political and very like. Uh, very like hopeless and 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 that, and also then the, then there is like uh, another uh, another like there there are there are there are games that are set like between the second and third game. There are games that are set after the third game during the, like there are games basically the, the setting is a worldwide setting, not only set on Japan. So there are games set in basically every area of the world. It's like a very wide setting, kind of like Star Wars, basically, because you get prequels, you get you get side stories with other characters in other area of the world, 
And it's very complex and very interesting, very well created, the whole setting, not just the original story. Just that the awesome part of it. So yeah, I definitely advise people to try the the first two, the first three games that are on Steam now or on PS Vita when they come out this summer, and then they will they will localize more. And if you if after you play those games, if you want to see more of the story, you can like watch the anime, uh, Schwarzes Market, which is the same the same game, uh, the same story in in East Germany. There is also an anime uh, that. Of course, uh, and then there is Total Eclipse, that is also a side story set in Alaska, which is also great. Uh, of course, this will spoil some some roots of the games. So you have to like if you want to wait to play the games, then you shouldn't watch the anime. Or if you watch the anime, you know that some of the roots you already seen them. Of course, that depends on on when the anime will be the games will be localized. But yeah, it's. And again, the mecha design is so good that uh, that they actually have like a series of uh, like multiple series of of action figures of the of the robots because and they're so great that I'm addicted to them. <laughs> I have like twenty of them in my in my shelf behind me. So oh my god, very awesome. Re- whoever follows me on Twitter sees the picture I I take of these of the robots just for because they they look so good. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I like I have more robots of the uh, of Mavlov than than figures of the of its waifus. So, hey man, when it's good, it's good. Uh, it's good, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, you need to play it, and it's been a while. When I do. I've been telling you, yeah, you need to play it because you like dark and tragic stories. So this should, should be right up your alley if you can survive <laughs> through the first game. <laughs> Just like yeah, super like ah, super happy and. And uh, well, you can get serious, but serious in the typical romance visual novel style, not in the in the tragic everyone dies style. In the tragic everyone dies style. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but you know, there is a uh, there is a, is there any other visual novel that you would like to give like any uh, honorable mentions? I was just about to say that I have a couple of honorable mentions to go over. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, Steins Gate would definitely be one that I would recommend if you're interested in a sci-fi type of visual novel. And um, if you have the brain to follow it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the anime. I, I started watching the anime and they have a episode by episode uh, glossary available mm-hmm. on the wiki oh, wow. for you to look at. <laughs> And it's very helpful because I had no idea what the hell any of them were saying halfway through. But mm-hmm. very complicated story, but very good time travel science fiction story. Mm-hmm. Uh, also on the lines of science fiction is Police Knots. Oh, yeah, which is not Kojima. <laughs> yeah, it's not technically been released. Uh, There's translation, in- right? There is, yeah. And it's a good one. Um, I've seen it. But you're going to have to finagle some stuff if you want to play it. But very good game. Uh, very detailed. Well, yeah, it's very, Kojima. Come on. <laughs> very Hideo Kojima. Um, but if you don't know what Police Knots is, it's essentially a, basically an inside joke that happened. It was made for uh, MGS2, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And showed up on some of the computers and stuff and be like, oh, I love Police Knots. And then he just decided to make it. Uh-huh. <laughs> he was like, I'm going to make Police Knots. And it's a really good uh, visual novel. 
American-wise, Doki Doki Literature Club has gotten really popular, and mm-hmm. I would recommend it because it's made by a guy who really enjoys visual novels. Um, so it's nice to see him put his all into it. And I'm not going to say much more about that because it's, it's not Japanese. It's its own thing. If you haven't already like learned of Doki Doki Literature Club, I don't know how it's on every like YouTube channel. <laughs> well, of course we, we we can talk about visual novels without talking about Ace Attorney, which is a visual novel. Um, yeah, or it is. what what they call it in Japan in Japanese actually in Japan, the term visual novel pretty much does not exist. They normally call them adventure games, which. Fits mm-hmm. more visual uh, Ace Attorney's style because Ace Attorney is not just you know the the usual choose your own adventure styles more like a, you have to do the investigation and stuff yeah. it's more, a little bit more interactive so mm-hmm. yeah it's it's interesting in th- that way um, but uh, that, of course Ace Attorney is is an awesome game unfortunately ruined by this localization like. Uh, as we as we said last week, but still, it's it's a good game to play. It's, it's unfortunate that we will never probably see its uh, its original like charm, but it's mm-hmm. still good. If you and- take it from a perspective of like making fun of it for having this weird American Japan style setting, then it's really hilarious. <laughs> Just so if you can kind of take yourself away from it, yeah. To be honest, it just annoys me. Uh, <laughs> I like to take it with a grain of salt and laugh at it every time they well, yeah, I guess. say something Japanese but also American. <laughs> uh, in- interestingly, on June 14, they're going to release Clanad in Japan oh. for a PS4, but with English subtitle with English subtitles. So it's the first time I believe that Clanad has been officially translated in English. Uh, and Clannad is like a super classic visual novel by Air. Yeah, uh, I don't know if you if you're, if you if you've played it before. Oh somewhere. yeah, <laughs> but if you haven't played Clannad or watched the anime, get ready to cry a lot. Yeah, definitely. Like <laughs> I I would not advise to the, the faint of heart. But yeah, it's it's another way to play Clannad in in English. Definitely, it's a good like it's it's an interesting uh, an interesting story. It's not Very my touching. it's not my 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 thing because it's like like I can't stand the art style. <laughs> I don't like the art style either, but I I respect it for what it does right. Does it does it do something right? <laughs> Yeah, the emotional significance is pretty. <laughs> I mean, the, the art style. <laughs> are you talking? Are, okay, you're not talking about. No, the I'm talking. Yeah, I'm talking about like like personally, it's not necessarily my taste because I don't usually play romance games, and I'm not a big fan of the art style either. But damn, can't get through it without crying. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. The story is really good, and, yeah. and I will admit that, and and I will appreciate that. But honestly, the art style really ruins it for me. I'm sure people will hate me for these, and I'm sure yeah. you know. But uh, it's, that's it's my a taste. subjective thing, yeah, you know. Definitely, it, the quality is objectively very good. Mm-hmm. Like it didn't become one of the most popular and appreciated visual novel ever for without a reason. That's yeah, for sure. Also, in December, we're getting Punchline, which is like a really silly and interesting visual novel by Five PB, and it's coming from. PS4, PC, and PS Vita. Like this summer, PS Vita is getting oh, wow. three visual novels. I know. <laughs> because they're getting the two Mavla visual novels and uh, Punchline in English. And I'm talking just in English because PS Vita mm-hmm. has always been like a, 
a big a big like platform for visual novels. So it, yeah, it's been kind move. of a go-to in in Japan, especially in Japan. But, uh, yeah, in Japan, like if you go to like any big store, video game store, like if you go to Yodobashi Camera in in Akihabara or such, uh, you see whole racks of visual novels for PSV that you never saw. Visual novels and uh, Otome games, like. That's like a wealth of those that you have never seen, and they're all for PSV. <laughs> yeah, and then like in Japan, they have those Jojin Dojinshi game oh, yeah. games, and because you know copyrights a lot more lax sometimes over there. <laughs> um, so you've got all these games that people were making that are like essentially oh, fan-made those. games. Well, yeah, yeah. the Dojinshi game. Well, the Dojinshi game, the the, the actual Dojinshi game, are really different. Are kind of different of that they're not like the Jinshi. If you took you think about the Jinshi in comics, they are like parodies of uh, uh, popular characters, anime, manga, whatnot, and they're often they're they're not safe for work. Yeah, <laughs> dodging game are kind of different because they they're mostly that the copyright has nothing to do with it. They're just fan games, but like made by fans, but they don't have like. Uh, they're not made over uh, popular characters most of the time. They're made like with original characters, so it's it's kind of mm-hmm. different. Like if you look at old like the Toho series, like there is there are the fine Toho like dungeon games are great, but that most of them are not visual novels anyway. Oh, well, there are a lot of visual novels too, but the the it's like a I, I was more like looking at the official ones. Mm-hmm. That being said, like Punchline is interesting because it's it's from an anime and Piper Beat does a a pretty good job with anime uh, visual novels tr- from anime. Kind of sad that they that we didn't get the uh, Re Zero one in the West. That one was looked really good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, any other that you would like to to bring bring up? Uh no. I would say that something really neat that people often forget is a lot of sort of. More mainstream games do have some roots in visual novels, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Uh, Persona, for example, is a really good well, uh, example of it. Of People don't normally think of it having you know these visual novel elements, but it, it really more, does. More than visual novels, is more dating sim. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, visual but... novel dating sim often are like put in the same basket, let's say. Mm-hmm. Like Persona is really having into the dating scene mechanic of like building up your character day by day. Like mm-hmm. that comes there directly from Toki Making Memorial. Like in the in the uh, in SNES era, I think Toki Making Memorial is from. Mm-hmm. I don't remember if Toki Making the first Toki Making Memorial was from the SNES era or NES era, but I think it's SNES. I played it, but it's like 10, 15 years ago or more. <laughs> yeah. But it's just really neat to see a lot of games where sort of the story elements of a visual novel get kind of placed in there and, and when games have more of a story emphasis. Because I think that's, I mean, that's obviously what a lot of people go to visual novels for. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's, having that's, a good story. <laughs> that's why a lot of ga- you know, people go to Japanese games in general. That's, that's, that's the whole thing. Visual novels are popular in Japan because the most important thing for Japanese gamers is the story. That's why many games that are not story driven are not very popular in in Japan, uh, because the stories the, for them games like anime are a storytelling medium even more than a gameplay medium. 
Uh, for I I know many Japanese gamers that tell me uh, whenever I go on a tangent talking about gameplay, they're like, or maybe I don't know, even if they're talk, I'm talking about the differences between like uh, turn-based JRPGs and and action JRPGs. They tell me, yeah, who cares? <laughs> gameplay is only a matter a matter like a medium to just tell the story if it's yeah. action or if it's. Uh, or if it's turn-based, I don't care. It's still good. It's just the story is good, and I just play in the game to 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 view to see how it how it ends, and you know the character progression and like. And I actually mm-hmm. kind of agree with that. <laughs> they the, see it as more like the paper that the book yeah. is written on than rather the book itself. You know, the other thing, yeah, exactly. Another thing that's interesting, another visual novel that I really enjoyed lately is Root Letter. Uh, oh, really? Kadokawa game. Yeah, it's really good. I was talking about it, I think, two podcasts ago. Like, I think it, so, yeah. It's really interesting because it uh, it's set in a prefecture of Japan, like really, uh, really far from Tokyo, and it's not a popular or common destination. So you see a part of Japan that's really different. They actually made a point in, like... Um, in uh, reproducing this area really nice to the point that they actually put real people in the game as like uh, as additional characters like if you go to a bar and you talk to the master of the bar that person exists (laughs) and that (laughs) bar exists or it's like, kind of jarring. Yeah, the fact. No, it's well. It's it's not. I like mean, if if I were the person, then I would be. Jarring. Uh, they, they no, they 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 of course collaborated with those people. The people were very yeah. happy about it. I actually talked with the producers, and they were very happy about it. And funny thing is that I I, I actually studied a bit about that area for personal reasons. Uh, I actually never been mm-hmm. there, but I I like to just study areas in Japan that I'm not able to go to because when I'm in Japan, mostly I stay in Tokyo because I don't have time to go outside of Tokyo. So, and I was having this uh, his interview with the producer, and I'm like uh, talking about this area, and he's like, "How do you know about it?" <laughs> and like, eh, I just like to watch a lot know. of documentaries and and, and you know, study I'm on stuff. Wikipedia a lot. And <laughs> yeah, not not really Wikipedia, but there are a lot of interesting documentaries on all part of Japan. So. Uh, anyway, Root Letter is a really nice game on the same vein, more or less, of Ace Attorney. The story is definitely less comedic. Actually, it has really almost no comedy at all. It's more on the, on the like darker. Uh, it has some comedy, okay? If you, if you, especially if you go to a certain ending, but it's more dark in the way in the way it tells the story. But there, there is pretty much the same investigation aspects, and and it's. It's interesting, especially like if you take it as a tour guide for this area of Japan on top of just the gameplay. I, I enjoyed it a lot. Nice. So, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I think personally visual novels are really relaxing way of gaming. And uh, yeah, I love the I fact that they, that. Can pick that, that they can be picked up and, and put down like really quickly. Sometimes you just have like 15 minutes, you can read a bit. And then, or or play a little bit, and then go on for uh, on on your life, and then come back when you want, right? Mm-hmm. And I can see that. Uh, yeah, exactly. And are then is there any visual novel you really did not like? <laughs> that I really didn't like? Yeah. 
Uh, if I don't like a game, I usually don't play more than <laughs> don't remember like an hour of it. Anymore. So, so not not in recent memory, but I'm uh, sure there. I'm sure that I have an example somewhere, but I can't remember uh-huh. one off the top of my head. Do you have one that you're thinking of? Actually, I I don't think there are many. There are a couple of examples that I like the less, I guess. But I, I, there is really no visual novel that I didn't like because they all have like great stories in the end. Besides, like sometimes the like I like them less, like uh, like Clanad or. Most of honestly, most of air games because of their art style, I guess. Yeah, but but that's more you know like a personal. Yeah, but it's not something that I can't enjoy the story. Even a, it kind of yeah. it kind of lowers my enjoyment. But I, it's not like I don't enjoy it at all. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, it's, I, it's I, not I, so much the cup of tea. Yeah, I would really like to see more visual novel brought to the West. Like as of now, there is a, this this. Uh, this kind of trend of making them in the West, I would like to see more of them translated. Luckily, there is like publishers like uh, like PQ that picked some of them that are really obscure. So I'm really happy that some publisher like noticing that the genre is uh, is uh, is very is is popular actually because they sell well when they sell. Like when mm-hmm. they brought, when they bring like one of them that they did they did not bring in in the West yet is you know that I really like. And unfortunately, they did not localize it yet. Uh, come on, people! Someone pick it up. It, it's really <laughs> good. <laughs> yeah, but honestly, I think people that do not play visual novels, especially if they like Japanese stuff, I think that if they tried, they would enjoy them. I I never met anyone that likes Japanese anime and games that when they finally pick up a visual novel they don't like it yeah it's i agree with different... the the caveat of it if you are a fan of japanese games or culture or anime then i think there's a visual novel out there for you that you're oh, gonna yeah, like definitely. and uh, to give it a try yeah in the end in the end uh, you know people are people are discouraged by the fact that some of them lack complex gameplay but in the end i think that doesn't matter much when you're really taken by the story yeah, I can see that, but uh, it also helps, I think, that a lot of visual novels out there do combine uh, adventure game or RPG elements. Mm-hmm. I think that can be a good starting point for a lot of people if mm-hmm. they yeah, in, in are fact, discouraged by that. You know, some some of the popular ones, like Ace Touring, does a lot of gameplay and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It, it's not exactly like branching gameplay. Like you see, uh, Ace Touring is not really branching, for instance. Mm-hmm. Like you, you just—it's—it's it's learning is really like a point-to-click adventure if you think about it. It is, yeah, but with interrogating parrots and men with coffee. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and and silly and, and silly and procurators and stuff. Yeah, just the dumbest stuff. It's so great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, uh, I, I'd say we can move into the. Next topic, which is our news for the week. There are quite a few. I was I was surprised. I was surprised because in the end, like I was like, it's gonna be golden week. No, we're gonna get no news from Japan. Yeah, but we we did. Uh, I was like, oh, I'm gonna uh, finally my morning. I can just relax because there is not gonna be any news from Japan. Yeah, no. Uh, You are not allowed to relax, Giuseppe. (laughs) The world's a man. So let's start from the start. Uh, we got some pic- new pictures of a uh, record on Grand Crest Tour, then that 
those who follow anime probably know about it's the new uh, the new anime from a visual, a, sorry, a light novel by Ryo Mizuno, which is the one that created Record of Lotus World, which is much more famous. And we saw some fan service, which is not the sexual kind of fan service. It's more like fan service showing the characters of the anime in like a interesting situation for the fans, like the the most pure pure like version of fan service. Like you see the girls like cooking or cuddling in a in a situation like that, but nothing like really. Super titillating, I guess. So, it's yeah. sort of yeah, like nice. the entire cute, cute fun service. Yeah, it's sort of like the entire uh, Advent Children movie for Final <laughs> Fantasy VII. That was all just fan service, yeah, but I not guess. like sexual fan service. Uh, yeah. And uh, speaking about se- sexy stuff instead, uh, <laughs> <laughs> moving on to sex. Not sex, sexy. <laughs> uh, if if someone is interested in trying Sunran Kagura Burst Renewal. Uh, which is the remake of the of Serenkugura Burst for PS4 instead of the original 3DS. Uh, there is a demo in Japanese on the Japanese PSN. Uh, it's gonna come to the West in uh, in the fall, I believe, for PS4 and PC. But in the meanwhile, you can try it out and see if you like it. Uh, I don't know if they're going to release the same demo in the West, but at least in Japanese it is. And if it's just the demo, you can play it in Japanese. It's not a big deal. As usual, remember that to confirm is is a circle, and to like cancel is X button on the on the on the DualShock because they're inverted in Japan. Then we got a new screenshot for Godeater Tree, and I know you're a fan of Godeater, so. Uh, we got new screenshots that show the female character, but we already talked about the female characters in um, in the last podcast, and, and you told me you liked her, right? Yeah, I thought she was good. I but mean, you play male characters anyway, so who cares? Yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah, I do play male characters. So, <laughs> uh, and we also got new screenshot of the Legend of Heroes Trails of Crystal of Cold Steel Four, which we didn't uh, even get the tree in in the West, so yeah, it sucks. <laughs> So there you go. Have a four. Yeah, have a four. Have a screenshot. Spoilers and all we want. Uh, what happened on. to three? What? Shut up. Don't yeah, worry about three. No one is taking it. No one is like announcing it. I'm 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 worried honestly by now, because there has been these things between like uh, uh, Nihon Falcon series being like kind of split between Exceed and and Nice America, and now Nice America has been taking over some. So I don't know what's happening in there, and I'm worried about it. <laughs> Anyway, let's move on. Soul Calibur 6 got Taki. Yay. She looks great. Yeah. Hello? Are you still there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's all I have to say. Yeah. Yeah, you're not interested yeah. in Taki. I get it. Yeah. Well, I am. She, she has a good. really nice skin tight suit. <clears throat> <laughs> you do, you, man. Uh, yeah, I do. I do me. Um, then, Warriors Orochi 4 will get some new news on May 10th. Which is mysterious. Well, it, the, the original trailer was pretty mysterious, really. Like, mm-hmm. setting Greece. It looked like, looked like Saint Seiya. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I don't think Saint Seiya is going to be involved, to be honest. But, yeah, you're going to get some a reveal May 4th. At least, May 10th, sorry. But they say May 10th, which is Thursday. But yeah. when they say that, it could be on Famitsu. Uh, which normally gets leaked before, so it mm-hmm. could come by as early as like Monday, as early as as 
like uh, Tuesday most of the time, sometimes it looks on Monday, which means that you may have already read about it by when this podcast is published. But yeah, um, or or could be tomorrow by when you read it, by when you listen, or uh, at the very least it comes out on like uh, on uh, midnight between Wednesday and Tuesday Japan time. So we get Famitsu in the afternoon of uh, of uh, Wednesday already. So we may not have to wait for May tenth actually. Uh, then. We have uh, a beta coming, a open beta for coming for Blades Blue Cross Tech Battle. That should be interesting. Yeah, it's it opens on May ninth only for people that pre-ordered on the PSN, uh, and then on May twelfth for everyone, and then you have until May fourteenth to play. So, I'm mildly interested. I'm not good at fighting games, honestly. Are you a fan of any of the franchises? Well, I like I, I like most of them. I like Persona. I like Blades Blue as a franchise. I like the stories, but I I suck at the fighting. I suck at fighting. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually surprised they they included Ruby because you know I am too. American I was thing. I was uh, blown away by that. Actually, I was surprised last time I went to Japan. Actually, last two times I went to Japan, I saw that Japan actually likes Ruby a lot. Like yeah, I, they have a Japanese dub and everything for it. Yeah, and they have they actually have action figures. Oh, geez, really? <laughs> Good ones, actually. They they a funny thing that the Japanese illustrations you see of it are much better than the original. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, the games the games art for Ruby is much better than the original. <laughs> yeah, but uh, their animation has been steadily improving. Mm, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We got yeah. a, the announcement yesterday of a new Toho Genso Wonder Genso Wonder uh, game that's called Lotus Labyrinth coming from the Switch and the PS4 with no date so far. It's another Toho game, which we're talking about dodging game in in the beginning. But uh, Toho game are like super popular in Japan for uh, they have like literally dedicated stores. Like oh really? Only to them. Yeah, the, I I found one in Akihabara. Like you, you go to the last floor of a building, and it's only tall stuff. Like it, it's a kind of oh, it's a kind of questionable building for other stores. It's a questionable building. <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's all about eroge from from the first the first floor to the second to last, <laughs> and then the last floor is dedicated to tall. Questionable. Okay. Well, yeah. I just. <laughs> I just love seeing the the English subtitles they have for the Toho games. Oh yeah, yeah like terrible. Imperishable Night, Phantasmagoria, Flower View. Like they just throw together whatever words yeah. sound cool. <laughs> then we have some new pictures of Dragon Quest Builders Two, uh, showing some underwater gameplay, gliding, and first person view at last, because they. Third person only view on the first game was kind of bad <laughs> in the first <laughs> game, yeah. So first person view is pretty pretty welcome, and makes it even closer to Minecraft. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> well, That's it, it's, great. It, I mean, Dragon Quest Builders is literally a ripoff of Minecraft. They're really oh, right. close to they're really close to to like 
lose you to Rittery, honestly. <laughs> so, oh my god. Just on the edge of legally distinct. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, by the way, we got an interview for the story aspect of Final Fantasy XIV and the localization. So we got it. To, we published it today, in um, which which is yesterday for you when you're listening to this podcast. So Sunday. So get a look at. We we interviewed the lead the store main scenario writer and the lead localization lead for the English language. So we also get this aspect about localization. The guy the guy really ate puns, so I like him. there you go and last news last but not news we got uh, something about Haruki Satomi which is the the CEO of Sega Games Uh, he's also the CEO of Sammy which is the parent company of Sega and the president of Sega itself so he has a ton he's like 30 and he has like 24 titles (laughs) (laughs) but yeah uh, like he's younger than me, but he's, he has a much better job. <laughs> That's but, always a great feeling when someone's younger than you and has a way better job oh, and yeah. is super rich. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But yeah, you know, he's the yeah he, he has an he had an in like his father was the president of Sammy. So uh, in any case, uh, I like how this guy thinks. That being said, like really like how this guy guy thinks, and and he's the one that's bringing back uh, Shenmue and. Um, and Sakura Tyson. So, yeah, he's a good guy. <laughs> and, and, and I liked it even more today because I learned that his favorite games are the Yakuza series and the Valkyria Chronicles series. Which so, is an I mean, excellent choice. That, that's <laughs> excellent taste. I mean, yeah, maybe, maybe that's why uh, Yakuza is getting so much push lately. <laughs> I don't know if that's the reason, but honestly, you know what? Uh, if, if I'm interviewing a I didn't interview with me myself, but CNBC interviewed him. But if I was interviewing a Sega executive, Sega, sorry, I always tend to say Sega, but I know it's Sega. Uh, I would expect and ask him like what his uh, favorite games are. I honestly would expect him to t- to say Sonic, you know, yeah, because so Sega, iconic you know. fran- franchise. But mm-hmm. no, he actually went into the obscure titles, which is uh, Yakuza and Valkyria Chronicles. That's Kind of not obscure, but they're niche compared to. They're, yeah, they're more cult classic. And moreover, of. think about it. It was interviewed not by a gaming site. Mm-hmm. It was interviewed by CNBC, which just cares about him. It, it mostly Who about him. Don't investors. know what the hell a Yakuza or a yeah. Valkyria Chronicles so are. I absolutely do, would have not expected him to just, you know, try to go to the niche just to please gamers you know yeah it's neat and, because and- if if it was a gaming site i would have said okay maybe this guy just said the yakuza and Valkyria because that would please gamers more than saying sonic but actually mm-hmm. on a mainstream investor oriented interview yeah uh, if i was a lying executive i would have definitely said sonic because it's the a lying executive <laughs> it's, the, <laughs> it's the company line you know sonic yeah. is the yeah. But the yeah, pillar I, of the Sega. Yeah, I definitely branch. appreciated him hearing say Yakuza and Valkyria Chronicles because so much that I wrote news about it. <laughs> yeah, I saw. I was aware. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think it's nice to see uh, people who are in charge kind of just talk about what they like and that it's not necessarily, you know, the the, the company pillar, yeah. mascot. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, and because Sonic, Sonic has, has like declined so much that by now it's kind of trash. But Yeah! <laughs> 
Well, I, honestly, I never liked Sony and Sonic, and but that's not Sonic's fault. Yeah, it's mostly because I don't like platformers. <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> but but yeah, uh, in any, in any case, I really appreciate that. I like how this game, this guy thinks, and maybe if there is a person that can bring Sega back to its former glory, maybe it's him. Maybe. Let's yeah, go. yeah. Sega's been doing some good stuff here recently, recently here and there. Yes. Oh. But he also says that he, for him it's very important to, as soon as possible, release almost all games to the West, which I we've noticed lately because they, they, they're releasing like a Shining Resonant Refrain in the West and we've never seen a Shining game in the West in like decades. So <laughs> I was surprised to see that like localized and really I was and pleasant to surprise because I love the series. Yeah. And that's it for news. So what's your that's favorite news this week? Uh it would probably be a tie. It would probably be a tie between uh Jordan's interview for Final Fantasy fourteen and the news you just announced about because that was pretty recent about Yakuza and Valkyria Chronicles uh-huh, being okay, okay. the Sega presidents. Fave. Yeah, yeah, definitely not Taki. Let's look up your because you really did not sound enthusiastic about it. I was just like, eh, whatever. <laughs> I mean, what do you have against Taki? You don't, I don't you have like any against. You don't like Taki, or you don't just don't care. I just don't. I don't feel anything. I feel okay. Not, I You're apathetic. I see. Yes. Okay. Well, that's it for today, Dan. Let's end it on that happy note of me being empty of feelings. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you're you're under finals, so that's that's why. Yeah, I feel you're, nothing. You're, you're like kind of empty at the moment. All your energies nope. are like focusing. But thank you for being in our in our podcast despite your finals. Oh yeah, thank you for sticking with me with some technical issues that we had here. <laughs> yeah, because you guys did not notice because I'm gonna cut it out. But Emily's internet went down. <laughs> Yeah, the Wi-Fi went down for like two hours on finals weekend. Yeah, when I was talking <laughs> about Mavlav, by the way, yeah. like in the, yeah. the best part of the podcast. Oh and, my gosh. And I so have to wait for you for two cut. hours. Yeah. There is not going to be any, any audible issue, yeah. I guess. But yeah. Anyway. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you. Thank you, anyone, for supporting us. As, as usual, please comment. Please like and subscribe if you enjoyed it, seeing it on uh, YouTube or in any other service that allows liking and subscribing. Uh, But in any case, please also leave comments. uh, Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. Maybe also suggest uh, teams for the podcast and we will consider them. So, again, we're not that creative. (laughs) I am. Maybe we've only we've only got so many ideas. So you guys are welcome to. (laughs) to suggest things for us to focus on. In any case, uh, this was Giuseppe Nelva from Dual Shockers and... Emily Hobbs from Dual Shockers. And we're out. Bye. Bye.